0: Hello and welcome to part two of our uh, week three matchup previews here coming at you with the NFC home games on this part of our weekly preview AFC home games were on part one along with our injury news and notes update so if you're looking for any guys in those matchups go ahead and check those out. Me and Cody are burning some midnight oil right now. I am an hour into a NyQuil. My eyes are fighting me right now. We are really working against the clock, so I'm just going to jump right into the first matchup. Cody, let's Hopefully do we don't it. Have a problem with that? Atlanta at Detroit is our first game. Detroit favored by three points at home. Over/under is a solid 46 in this one. My stat of the game: Detroit is 25 and 14 all time versus the Falcons. That's their best record versus any NFC opponent. On the Atlanta side, um, I think Ritter is actually a back-end 2QB league play in this one. He runs a decent amount, and uh, this should be a relatively high-scoring game. There are some other guys in really tough matchups that we're just basically telling you to completely avoid. You can only do that with so many guys in 2QB league, two uh, QB leagues, so I think Ritter's on the radar there. Bijan Robinson's definitely in your lineup. Tyler Algier Cody. A little bit of a stinker last week, but he's still got plenty of work. This is a tough matchup. The Detroit Lions have been a bit of a run funnel, or excuse me, a pass funnel defense. They're good uh, good against the run, not so much against the pass. Are you uh, comfortable starting Algier, or are you trying to avoid him?
1: I'm not necessarily comfortable. I would like to avoid him if I have some higher you know, level options. But go ahead and rattle off some of these names you have here for me, because I feel like this is kind of right in that position where Algier's at.
0: All right, so rank these guys along with Tyler Algier. Damian Pierce at the Jaguars, Jahan Dotson at home against the Bills, and then Khalil Herbert uh, on the road against the Chiefs.
1: Yep, give me Jahan Dotson in the first overall spot just because of the game script there against the Buffalo Bills. I think I like that the best. Uh, I'm gonna put, you know, very. I think I might have actually. We may have had this conversation in the first one. I think Pierce and Algier are very similar, just because I feel like Algier may get a little bit more opportunity than Pierce does. As weird as that is to say, considering Pierce is the running back one on Houston, right? Um, so I'd say those two are very interchangeable at two, three for me, and then Herbert would be my clear four. So um, I don't love playing Algier this week. Very similar to Pierce, but if he if you got to, you just hope that they get enough work, maybe get in the end zone.
0: Yeah, I don't love any of these four options, to be honest. I think Algier would actually be my favorite out of them. Uh, I think he will get the goal line work, or at least has so far this year. And this should be a matchup that has plenty of points. I think his team has the highest implied point total out of the four guys that we listed there between Damian Pierce, Jahan Dotson, and Khalil Herbert. So because Algier has uh, you know, probably 10 to 15 guaranteed carries, plus maybe a pass or two, and has the best chance of scoring a touchdown out of those four. I'll take Algier uh, slightly, but he is a, you know, flex level play, maybe even a, a lower end flex level play. Yep. Drake London in the wide receiver room. The only guy we're looking at, uh, this matchup should be great for London. Uh, like I just said, this is a, uh, pass funnel defense. They defend the run well, not so much against the pass. So, uh, you know, London should be a good play. I I don't know. I still have a really hard hard time trusting him, though, Cody. I I think the uh, the Falcons are. You know, they may just beat their head against a wall, even if they're not having success running it. So, uh, how how confident are you with Drake London this week?
1: I yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you. It's it's very hard for me to trust him, but it, again, if there's going to be a matchup where he can kind of shine, it's going to be this one. Um, so. I'm okay plugging him in there as a flex level player, but he's just very boomer bust. He's, you know, very similar to like a DJ Moore level player. The talent's there. The quarterback plays probably never just quite good enough for him. But if he gets the ball in his hands, gets some downfield opportunities, he could definitely make some big plays happen and make your week in one play.
0: Where would he fall in that list I gave earlier uh, between Algier, Pierce, Dotson, and Herbert? How would you rank him in those uh, with those guys?
1: Um, I think he's probably right up there with Dotson fighting at the number one spot for me as much as I don't really like to say that there's just those, none of those options really excite me. I'd rather just take the boom bus play of uh, Drake London.
0: Yeah. I think he might even have a better shot at a touchdown than, well, I guess Algier probably has a slightly better shot at a touchdown, but Drake London should have a much higher yardage floor than, uh, than Algier does. So, uh, he is an okay play. If you have to plug him in this week, Kyle Pitts, uh, are we giving him one more week to show what he's got here? Similar situation to London should be a good matchup for him. But uh, are are you keeping him in your lineup or are you pivoting?
1: I'm keeping him in there for one more week. But uh, if you did not notice in the mini dynasty league, I did pack did pick me up a nice little backup tight end because the uh, the Kyle Pitts pivot may be coming a little sooner than I was hoping to this season. If if he doesn't look good against this pass defense, then he has serious problems and. I know I brought it up in our review uh, episode, but there was a play last week where he could easily have just sat down right in his zone and had probably the easiest touchdown of his career. And instead he basically just ran into three defenders and took himself out of the play. So yeah. I, I don't know if it's necessarily all the quarterback play. After I saw that, I was like, ah, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, even George Kittle, they all sit down right there and get that easy touchdown. So yeah. if he's, if he's not able to do that, that's kind of his own issue. So, I would say give him one more week, but I'm I'm probably calling it at that.
0: On the Detroit side of the game, Jared Goff, I think I'd call him a solid low-end starter, a great play in super flex. Um, would you start Jared Goff or Deshaun
1: Watson? Um, that is a really good question. I'm probably leaning Jared golf just because of the game script in both games. I could see, I mean, I think the lions are going to be in most mostly shootouts most of the year anyway. So I think that Jared Goff's going to be fine. It's still in a dome. The Atlanta defense doesn't scare me too much. So I'd probably slightly lean golf. But if you had a compelling argument for Watson, I think that I could be, I could get talked back to that side.
0: I think I'll just take Watson slightly because of the rushing, uh, floor that he provides that golf doesn't really, uh, have, and you know both of these matchups should be pretty solid. Both teams have a similar implied point total, and uh, you know they, they they both play teams that they should be able to exploit. So I'll take the the rushing upside of Watson if uh, as a tiebreaker. But they're they're probably back to back for me in the quarterback rankings. Fair enough, Jameer Gibbs. In your lineup, hopefully, we see a bit of an expanded role with no David Montgomery. uh, But I think he's in your lineup regardless, especially if Amonro St. Brown is beat up. That could be an even bigger boon to his value uh, as far as the short area targets go. Craig Reynolds, I'm actually fine playing him with a Tyler Algier level of confidence. I think he will basically step into David Montgomery's role and be, you know, maybe 75, 80% of what Montgomery has been so far this year. So you need a running back pickup, he's a solid play. How do you feel about the uh, Detroit backfield?
1: Yeah, I, I'm all in on Jameer Gibbs. Hopefully he does get to see an expanded role without David Montgomery, but wouldn't be surprised. I think he was in the 20, 20% uh, last week when it came to snap count or either snap count or opportunity. It was something. I forgot what the stat was, but – I could see that you know number going up maybe 40%, 50%, and then Craig Reynolds just filling in the other half for this offense. So, yeah, yeah go ahead and pick him up. He's available in a bunch of leagues still. I, I was surprised to see him on a bunch of my waiver wires still.
0: Yeah, he is a very solid fill-in in a week that a lot of people need fill-in running backs. So, definitely go look for him if you are really needy at the RV position. Uh, Monro St. Brown's obviously in your lineup if he plays. Uh, Josh Reynolds is a good flex all the way until uh, I believe week 7 will be when Jameson Williams comes back. That's when his snaps might come down a little bit. But would you rather start Reynolds or Drake London on the other side?
1: I'm probably going Josh Reynolds, especially if Monro St. Brown does not play. Uh, if St. Brown oh, yeah. does end up playing, I think it's kind of a toss-up between the two. And I'd I don't know. I think I may end up going Reynolds. He has been he has looked good through the first two weeks. He's he's definitely right there among the uh flex level wide receivers. I think maybe has a little bit of a limited ceiling compared to London. London could potentially have just a coming out kind of game where he just dominates. I don't really see that from Josh Reynolds, but I feel like he's probably the safer play out of the two.
0: Yeah, I think if there's no if there's no Omanra, he's a his wide receiver too like almost yeah. a must start type of guy uh absolutely even without him yeah i think uh, i think he has a higher floor than london and we saw last week he scored a couple touchdowns i think uh, his role is pretty solidified in this offense sam laporta he's a solid starter i would throw him in there uh, especially with the monroe saint brown beat up should see maybe an extra target or two i'd have him over in joku i'd have him over friar over Pitts on the other side so i think laporta is a uh, no, you know, almost not maybe not a locked in starter at this point at the tight end position, but he's getting there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff has been, you know, really good for fantasy football. He's been supporting multiple pass catchers. So if that continues, um, I'm right there for it. I would say I'd be a little bit more concerned with Laporta when we start seeing some more outdoor, maybe tougher defenses for Jared Goff's yep. pass catchers. But this week does not scare me off of him. Go ahead and plug him back in and play him. Saints
0: at Packers. Packers favored by two points at home in this one, over under 42 and a half. I think a uh, play on the under might be on the best bets. Uh, you'll just have to tune in and see. Stat of the game, the Saints are 2-0 and for the first time since 2013. That was a really surprising stat to me. I felt like there had been some pretty good Saints teams in the past 10 years. None of them happened to go 2-0 and to start the wow. year. So uh, Derek Carr really just, uh, you know, leading this team to success so far in in his uh, tenure as a saint. But I'm not considering him. Uh, We'll start off with New Orleans. Derek Carr himself is a 2QB league option, but on the road against a pretty good defense, I don't think we are putting him in the streaming conversation. The Running back room is tough this week. Uh, One more uh, game for Alvin Kamara, then he will be back. Jamal Williams looks like he's not going to play in this one. So Kendra Miller and Tony Jones Jr. will man the backfield. I don't have a great grip on how these guys are going to be split. I'm probably trying to avoid it. Do you have any more confidence in one of these guys than I do, or uh, how do you feel?
1: Yeah, no, I I truly don't have very much more confidence. I think it was either in our mini dynasty or in another league. I picked up Tony Jones Jr. after waivers ran. He was still out there. Immediately added him to my roster and was just like, why did I do that? I, I, am not going to play him and he's not going to be valuable past this week for me. So, um, I, I'm not playing him. If you're going to play one or the other, play the rookie and hope that he kind of just shows something. Um, honestly, like, like I just said, I'm in, in a very deep league. I am probably dropping Tony Jones Jr. For one of our beat the wire picks before Sunday.
0: Yeah, the other the other problem with this is that there is really a third running back in this room, and that's Taysom Hill. So it's not a two-headed backfield; it is a three-headed backfield. And the the guy that is the goal line back is probably uh, you know the tight end out of this group. So uh, I, I would be trying to avoid these guys even in a shallow week for running backs. Wide receiver room: Chris Olave is definitely in your lineup. Uh, Michael Thomas and Rashid Shahid, this is not necessarily the matchup that we are targeting them. I think Thomas has a solid floor as a PPR play, uh, but in a potentially low-scoring game, I'd call him a low-end wide receiver three. I'm not too excited to play the auxiliary pieces here for the Saints.
1: Yep, yeah, 100% agree with you. Um, I think... In this matchup, I'd probably rather play Shahid because I'd probably want the guy who could just break the big play over uh, Michael Thomas, but not really excited to play either of these two guys.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Would not be running to the the wire to pick up uh, these guys in, uh, again, a week that just does not project to, to really accentuate what the New Orleans passing game will do well as the season moves on here. Taysom Hill, as I previously mentioned, is he in the streaming consideration as a tight end because he should get some extra carries without uh, Jamal Williams or Alvin Kamara in this one, or are you looking for better options?
1: Nah, uh, he's 100 percent in the streaming category this week. If you okay. uh, if you have a Kyle Pitts have have and maybe you got pants, yeah, if you have Kyle Pitts and you have not been happy and you don't want to throw him back out there, Taysom Hill is probably the guy you could pivot to. He's probably out there on a lot of waiver wires right now. Don't necessarily hate it, like you said, it. What is that? What do you mean? S- uh, sipping the tea?
0: No, I'm saying beer bet, baby. Kyle Pitts beer. versus Taysom Hill. Let's do it. You, you want the Kyle I'll Pitts Kyle side Pitts. of it? Yes, I will take. Sure, Kyle I'll
1: Pitts. take. Because if Kyle Pitts does good, trust me, I'm going to be very happy about it. Yeah, so no, I, yeah,
0: uh, it's a win-win for you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. If all I have to do is buy you a beer and Kyle Pitts is going to be good at football, I am down <laughs> for that every single that'll time. that will
0: pay off for you in uh, much more, you know, lucrative fashion later on in the year. So. Exactly. All right. Let me write this down real quick, and we'll move on to the Green Bay side. Jordan Love, uh, this is a good defense the Saints have. uh, I think he's only in consideration in Superflex. Definitely could be a streamer as the uh, the year moves on here if he keeps up the, the solid play, but not this week running back room. We are going to go ahead and use our flow chart once again here. If Aaron Jones plays, you play him. If he does not, A.J. Dillon is a flex-level running back. I would probably not even really recommend playing him if Jones does not go. This is a very tough New Orleans run D, and uh, Dillon has not been very inspiring to this point in the year anyway. Uh, without Even without Jones last week, he didn't do much against uh, you know, an Atlanta Falcons defense that I'd, see, I'd say as a good barometer because they're pretty average. So if you're a good player, you should be able to do something against them. If you're not so good, they might shut you down. So I'd play like Gus Edwards over him. I'd play uh, Tyler Algier over him. Um, I'd play Damian Pierce over him. How, how do you feel about that group?
1: Um... Are we talking about if Jones sits, you're if playing? Jones you're sits, still... Yeah,
0: I mean if Dil- if Jones plays, Dylan isn't even. On yeah, the Dylan's team. not even anywhere not near even the radar. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I'd probably consider him over Algier and Pierce just for volume alone. But it's another one of those just kind of nasty boy plays. You just kind of you know you just hope that you look at the end of it and he ends up with 12, 15 points because he got in the end zone or something like that. But don't necessarily love it. Um. But yeah, I mean, you can just. I'm really hoping Aaron Jones is back, so we don't have to worry about you know playing AJ Dillon this week.
0: Yeah, I just I, he only one target last week. I mean, he you, he has been a decent pass catcher. At least he was in college, and he was you know had very limited opportunities because Jones is on his team so far in his career. But it's been something that he's uh, been okay at when he's been given the chance. I just I thought as the lead guy, he'd get more than one target that he got last week. That was super disappointing. Uh, very lowers his floor quite a bit, even with no Jones, the wide receiver room for green Bay is a little muddy right now. Uh, I think if Watson goes, he's the only one I am really considering if Watson sits again, I think I'd rather play Jaden Reed than Romeo Dobbs. Uh, but I would not be too excited about any of them. This is again, a very good new Orleans defense. And if if there's no Watson, I'm going to have trouble calling my shot on one of these pass catchers. It could just be a pretty even distribution.
1: Yep, absolutely. Honestly, I know Christian Watson was a high, was a higher draft capital player, and you haven't got to play him yet, maybe dealing with some injuries, but I would try and avoid him this week. I would try and avoid all these pass catchers until we kind of see what it looks like. Luckily, this is a regular, relatively tough defense, so we should be able to see what the Green Bay offense kind of looks like with all their pass catchers um, in what should be a pretty good matchup. But for this week, I'm probably looking to avoid everybody. Christian Watson or Gabe Davis, assuming Watson goes. Yeah, I feel like these two are exactly the same kind of player. You're just boom bust. Um, you know, either either of these guys can end up with a 60-yard touchdown and you're immediately happy with your week. Uh, Watson or Jordan Addison? Again, kind of just another very similar category. Addison may be a little less proven because he's a rookie, but – Love that Los Angeles Chargers matchup that Addison gets to play in. So yeah, I'd probably lean Addison's way just a little bit, but I think he's very similar to Christian Watson.
0: And then Luke Musgrave, we are not starting him this week. The Saints are elite against tight ends, even going back to last year, and so far this year they've been very good as well. So I am, uh, you know, we are we're we're looking elsewhere, not considering him.
1: Absolutely. Uh, anything else
0: on Saints backers. Nope. Let's get into the fantasy bonanza of the weekend, or at least the hopeful bonanza of the weekend. That is Chargers at Vikings. Chargers favored by one point on the road here over under a very juicy 54 points in this one. My stat of the game, the Chargers are dead last in passing defense so far. That is yards per game given up through the air. And the Vikings are second in pass yards per game. That lines up pretty well for uh, your boy Justin Jefferson and the other pass catchers for the Vikings. Secondary stat of the game, because I heard this one today and thought it was hilarious. The Vikings have rushed for two first downs through two games. The NFL average is 14. That is almost that is that's honestly hard to do when your offense has actually been pretty good so far at moving the ball. Um, on the Charger side, this game is honestly going to be really easy. We're pretty much just starting all of our options. Herbert's in. Yep. Eckler's in if he plays. Kelly is for sure in if Eckler doesn't. Keenan Allen's in. Mike Williams is in. We're avoiding Gerald Everett. He's basically splitting time with Donald Parham now, so he's really not even on the streaming radar. Uh, But yeah, Chargers are easy. Herbert, yes. Eckler, yes, if he goes. Kelly, yes, if Eckler isn't there. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are in your lineups.
1: Yep, absolutely. The fantasy ana- analyst in me just he sees this over-under at 54, and I just immediately want to smash yep. the over. Oh, yep. <laughs> I could see this easily being both teams getting over 30 points. So fire up your chargers, absolutely.
0: Kirk Cousins is a start this week on the Viking side. Madison, I think he's in the solid RB2 uh, category here. He should get one more week without Cam Akers muddying the, the waters here, and he gets a great matchup. He will have a lot of motivation to show out in this one, so I could see him getting in the end zone once, maybe twice. Uh, Justin Jefferson's obviously in your lineup and then Jordan Addison, I think is all the way up into the low end wide receiver two tier this week in a fantastic matchup that he will be needed in most likely. So, uh, I think again, very easy on the Viking side too. You're pretty much starting all of the options that are even in consideration. And then Hawkinson's obviously in your lineup as well.
1: Yep, absolutely. Any consideration for KJ Osborne in this matchup.
0: I think so. Honestly, I'd play him above the uh, the Robert Woods level play yep. that I recommended earlier. I'd probably play him above um, you know him and Eli Moore would be really really similar to me. I could be talked into KJ there, above Cortland Sutton, above Marquise Brown against the Cowboys. Um, yeah, so I, he's in play for sure. Absolutely. All right, Buffalo at Washington. Our next game here, Buffalo six and a half point road favorites in this one over under 43 and a half. My stat of the game, Stefan Diggs has absolutely lit up NFC teams for whatever reason. He has 136 receptions in his last 14 games against NFC opponents. That would be on pace to break the NFL record for receptions by quite a wide margin. On Buffalo's side of things, uh, we only have really a couple guys that warrant conversation because Josh Allen's in your lineup, James Cook is in your lineup as well, Stephon Diggs, as previously mentioned, certainly in your lineup. Gabe Davis—it's a pretty average matchup for him. Uh, we know the song and dance here, though. Uh, it is again—you you just got to know your matchup. If you have um, if you have the the lead in the projection, I would probably look to a safer option. If you're down 15 or 20 on the projection throw Gabe Davis out there. He could hit a long one. I will say good on Davis. He did not really hit a long play last week. Uh, he had like a 30 yep. yarder, but he scored a short touchdown actually just had a normal receiver game. Just had, you know, like six or seven solid catches and then a score. But, uh, most weeks that's not going to be the case.
1: Absolutely. As uh to, for a callback to our AFC preview episode, he is the Gabe Davis of wide receivers.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. He absolutely is. The <laughs> Gabe Davis of wide receivers. Um, Dalton Kincaid, I think he is solidly in play as well, especially if Knox sits. He was uh, limited in practice this week. Uh, I'd put him just below Sam Laporta because uh, Laporta just plays a lot more snaps at this point in their uh, their career. So I would play Laporta just over him, but Kincaid has been solidly involved. I'd have him over Pitts, over Njoku. Uh, Friermuth would be a really tough call for me. I'd probably take Friermuth, but I could be talked into it. So he's a... Definitely in the uh, the top ten conversation.
1: Yep, absolutely. I thought that his his um, stock was going to skyrocket yesterday when I saw Dawson – Not yesterday, last week when I saw Dawson. Next, Nahak's catch the touchdown. I thought it was Kincaid. I was like, oh, here yeah. we go. Here comes they the are Kincaid really hard train. To <laughs> yep, absolutely at yeah, 86 and 88 it's like come oh it's guys yeah that's, <laughs> I hate it. that is a terrible
0: situation <laughs> that is so hard to tell apart
1: yep but uh yeah i'm right there with you especially if Knox says i think kincaid can be dangerous he is involved in this offense it's just he yeah. like you said he's kind of split in time right now
0: yeah the washington matchup uh the, the jury's kind of out on it i think uh Zach Ertz had a decent amount of targets in week one, didn't do too much with them. And then Dulcich wasn't there for week two for the Broncos. So I think it's a, you know, you don't have to be scared off by it. On the commander side of things, Sam Howell, uh, this will be a very, very good test for him. This is the best defense he has played so far, in my opinion. He's a back end to QB league play because of his rushing, but uh, I am not enthusiastically recommending him in this game against the Bills. They just shut down a Raiders team that, I think has better offensive personnel than this commander's team does. Uh, Brian Robinson, I think he's still an RB two in a tough spot. He's just going to get so much work. Uh, it's really tough to turn away from him. I think he is, you know, kind of a, a better version of like a Damian Pierce or, uh, you know, like a Zach Moss. He is just, uh, the lead guy in this backfield and they are going to give him 15 touches.
1: Yep. Too much, too much work to turn away from. Like we said in the previous one, the running back, uh, Landscape does not look the best this week, so fire up your guys that you know are getting touches.
0: McLaurin and Dotson, I still have in a similar range, slightly leaning McLaurin right now uh, because he has slightly outpaced Dotson in the uh, the target category so far this year. Uh, but I'm not enthusiastically playing either of them. De- Devontae Adams had a good game against the Bills uh, last week, but he basically had all of his production on the first two drives and then did nothing after that. So I think this might just be a really good Bills defense. Hopefully, uh, for the commander's sake, they can show us something, but this is just uh, going to be tough sledding for him. So I think um, let's go ahead and look at some options in the range of McLaurin and Dotson. Would you play uh, Jerry Judy or these guys?
1: I'd go Jerry Judy for sure.
0: How about uh, Cortland Sutton, Judy's teammate?
1: I would probably play both these guys before Cortland Sutton.
0: And uh, how about Josh Reynolds from the previous game?
1: Ooh, that's kind of right there. Um, Give me Josh Reynolds in a better matchup. Me too. I I think I like Josh Reynolds this week quite a bit.
0: Then how about Jacoby Myers or uh, one of these guys?
1: Yeah, give me Jacoby Myers, but I might live and die by Jacoby Myers. He is uh, one of my favorite guys right now for fantasy football. I think he, uh, he would be one of my, I guess, just go trade for candidates to start the season before he really gets that defined role going in Las Vegas.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Let's move on to the, I guess, the tight end room, Logan Thomas. Not this week, but his involvement has been really solid. He had eight targets in week one, caught a touchdown in week two, and then received a dirty hit that knocked him out of the game. Uh, I think he only ended up with three targets, but he probably would have had more if he'd stayed in. So he could be a very legit streaming level option as the year moves on. I just, I wouldn't trust him one week off of that uh, that hit. I, I bet he doesn't even play.
1: Absolutely. Let's go ahead and jump into our uh, last three matchups here. Carolina at Seattle. Seattle favored by six at home. The over/under is forty-two. Carolina, pretty simple for me. If you have Miles Sanders, he's one of the running backs that is getting the uh, the work. As long as he is healthy and plays, you are playing him. And then Nick, I'm going to put the ball in your court. Is there any other Carolina Panther you'd put in a fantasy football lineup this week? Absolutely not. Love well, thank it. Thank you. Let's- well, let's go on over to Seattle then. I think Geno Smith, very solid streamer this week. I'd play him over over Anthony Richardson if he plays. I think he's kind of up there in the jo- uh, Jared Goff category for streamers, so I think you could yep. be pretty happy with him. Kenneth Walker's in, DK's in, Tyler Lockett is in. The only other questions really JSN, and I'm going to say probably avoid him this week. This isn't the matchup that they are going to need to be passing the ball 40-plus times, so... Go ahead and keep him on the bench. Hopefully he uh maybe makes a big play, kind of shows you something to get you excited for the following weeks.
0: Yeah, the only disclaimer I'll throw out there is just make sure DK is active. He does have that rib injury. Good He's call. been sitting out practice, uh, but he came back into the game after he sustained it, so I think he'll be fine. If he were to miss, JSN would immediately become a lot more interesting. I think I'd recommend playing him if that was the case.
1: Yeah, that is a good call for sure. Um, anything else on this matchup? I don't think so. Cool. That was nice and easy. Let's jump over to Dallas at Arizona. Dallas, another big-time favorite, three weeks in a row, favored by 12.5. The over-under is 43. Let's start here on the Dallas side. Dak Prescott, another game where Dak just may not have to do too much for his team to get a pretty easy win. Week one, he was the QB 29 against the Giants. QB 17 last week against the Jets. Couple names here. These are nasty names, but maybe someone has to consider it. Would you play Dak Prescott this week or Russell Wilson?
0: Oh man, that is really tough because Russ probably has a uh, much better scoring environment in that Dolphins game. I think I'd stick For with sure. Dak. I just think uh, I think he'll end up with two touchdowns one way or another. Um, and if he gets that third one, he'll be a good play. But even if he doesn't, I I find it hard to believe Prescott will dud you in this game unless you know that he just gets unlucky and all three or four of the Cowboys touchdowns go to the running backs.
1: Gotcha. And then Dak or Matthew Stafford?
0: Again, I will stick with Dak because of his assured gotcha. uh, you know his assured points in this one. I think Stafford has the lower floor and not much of a higher ceiling, so I'll take Prescott.
1: All righty, sounds good. Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, fire them, fire them up. Brandon Cooks, he was listed as healthy on Thursday. So the uh, the injury that usually takes most people multiple weeks to come back from, he seems so to be weird. all good to go. So not really sure what happened there, but I think that you can consider him a dart throw in deeper leagues. My only issue with playing him this week is the game script probably goes away from him if they are just yeah. having to run the clock out for basically the second half. Um, very similar to Jake Ferguson as well. He has been a red zone option for Dak, but I would like to see him get a little bit of extra work before I consider him a higher-level streamer, just kind of a dart throw lower-level streamer. He was a beat-the-wire candidate a couple weeks ago. I would consider him a beat-the-wire option as again this week just because there's no way that Dallas is going to keep getting all these, you know, cupcake matchups. There's going to have to be games where Dak's going to have to throw the ball 30, 40 times, and Jake Ferguson's fantasy value will go up.
0: Yeah, I I did want to throw a little disclaimer out there on Ferguson. He has not been incredibly efficient with his targets so far. He's been very involved, but uh, if he continues to struggle on a uh, target-by-target basis, they did draft a tight end in the second round that uh, is pretty talented. Luke Schoonmaker. Might be somebody worth stashing because I could see them, you know, start to maybe phase him into the offense a little bit more if Ferguson's just not getting the job done. Uh, but there is clearly a role here for the Dallas tight end. I think we have maybe answered the question: was it Kellen Moore or was it Dak Prescott that was, you know, the reason these Dallas tight ends were producing? Seems like so far the answer has been Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah. Well, we got Donald Parham out there doing his thing in Los Angeles. <laughs> right. so. yeah, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I stand corrected. My bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> jump over to the Arizona side. Uh, we got Joshua Dobbs. You are not playing him, especially in this matchup. James yeah. Conner, a lower end RB2 option, but again, just with that wide receiver situation or running back situation, you are playing him. Uh, Hollywood Brown, not so much. Don't love this matchup and really don't love him as an option as long as Dobbs as in Dobbs is in at quarterback, and then Zach Ertz just to round it out real quick. He is a streamer at tight end. I believe he's Dobbs' favorite target through two weeks if you look at the numbers and just the game script and how it's gone. So if you need to stream Zach Ertz, he's probably him and Connor are probably the only two Cardinals I think worth touching this week.
0: Yeah, I just don't see how this Arizona offense is going to move the ball at all in this game. Uh, it's going to be really tough sledding. Uh, the tight end position has actually been – somewhat vulnerable for the dallas defense so he's a low-end streamer zach Ertz is but i think you probably have a better option out there somewhere Uh, james Conner is really the only guy i'm even slightly interested in uh on the arizona side uh for josh dobbs over under six points what would you take
1: six fantasy points yeah i'll take the over you want to bet Sure, let's let's all lock right, that let's one in it. as well. Yes,
0: sir. All right, I'm, I'm I'll take I'll Larry take over six right fantasy now. points.
1: <laughs> I it just won't think, be pretty.
0: I think he could have three turnovers and not score a touchdown, and then you're you know you're looking at one or two. It's it's just it's going to be really tough for him this week.
1: Yeah, no, I that one hundred percent. I mean, he's also just not very good, so that's <laughs> it's not a bad bet on your end at all. While you are typing that up, I'm going to go ahead and kick off our final one here for the NFC home games. Monday Night Football, second part of the double doubleheader, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Philadelphia favored by four and a half on the road. A little bit of a surprise with how good Tampa Bay has looked their first two games over under at 46. Let's start on the Philadelphia side. Let's get these easy names out of the way. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Put them in your lineups. Uh, the running back room is probably the only one that really needs to be discussed. Nick, do you yep. have one that you are recommending? Uh before you answer, I just want to say very glad I do not have to make this decision in any leagues or have to make the decision to play either of these guys. Um I guess I'd lean Swift just because of how yeah. good he looked, but exactly. it's still I I could see Gainwell coming back and this being like a 50-50 split or something crazy like that.
0: Yeah, I, I lean Swift, but it's like 52-48 I, uh, I, just because he looks like the far more talented player. I mean, well, not looks like, he is the far more talented player, but uh, we saw the Eagles stare down this exact same decision about, what, 10, 11 days ago, and they gave every single carry to Kenneth Gainwell. So um, I don't know if they just didn't know that DeAndre Swift was as explosive as he was on uh, you know on Thursday night against the Vikings, but... I could see them going right back to gain while well, it's possible. So I, I don't have a lot of confidence giving you a definitive answer. I'd lean swift, but very, very uh, tiny lean.
1: Absolutely. And then last but not least, let's get into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield, again, if you are a Joe Burrow owner, I think that Baker Mayfield is another option. If Matthew Stafford's not available as a late last-minute pivot, should maybe just go double-check, see if he is out there. Rashad White, he's a volume play. Honestly, he's very similar to Najee Harris to me, but he doesn't have Jalen Warren White right behind him quite yet, so I think his job is safe for a little bit longer. Mike Evans, I would go ahead and just throw him in your lineup. uh, This Philadelphia defense has not been very good against wide receivers. The only question mark here with Chris Godwin is, any concern about him? It seems like everything's kind of been going Mike Evans' way through two weeks. Do you see this getting corrected for Godwin, or do you have concern for him?
0: I don't think so. I think uh, you know Mike Evans lives on the big play. He's hit a couple of them through the first two weeks. Godwin uh, has been somewhat of an afterthought, but he had six targets in week one, eight in week two. I think he'll be fine. He he still has he hasn't goose you. He's been you know five for fifty one, five for fifty eight. I think uh, you know yeah. I think he'll be just fine. I, I like him in this matchup in a in a game again. This this Eagles defense should be a, a bit of a pass funnel because their front is good, their secondary is beat up. Godwin will have to be involved if the Buccaneers uh, are going to try to compete in this one.
1: Absolutely. Well, that wraps up the NFC home games for week three. Nick, that NyQuil looks like it is hitting you pretty hard, so Mm -hmm. let's let's get to bed. Um, Again, I know we kind of breezed through a couple of these matchups in here. If you have any start-sit decisions, check out the Facebook page. Comment it on the post that I'll post out there on Saturday. We'll be more than happy to help you out. But Nick, thanks for knocking this out. This will get posted on Friday. Peace out. See ya.